0: Back to another episode
1: of Faith on the Go podcast. This episode is from September 24th, 2023, the 17th Sunday of Pentecost. We were blessed to have Pam and Winnie from Mission Barista join us this Sunday. Winnie was able to share her amazing story during the sermon time. If you want more information on Mission Barista, visit their website at missionbarista.com. A link will be in the show notes as well. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Our first reading is from Jonah chapter 3 uh, verses 10 through 4 11 when God saw what the people of Nineveh did how they turned from their evil ways God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them and he did not do it but this was very displeasing to Jonah and he became angry He prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said while I was still in my own country? That is why I fled to tarnish at the beginning, for I knew that you are gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and ready to relent from punishing. And now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, is it right for you to be angry? Then Jonah went out of the city and sat down east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade waiting to see what would become of the city. The Lord God appointed a bush and made it come up over Jonah to give him shade over his head to save him from his discomfort, so Jonah was very happy about the bush. But when dawn came up the next day, God appoint, appointed a worm that attacked the bush, so that it withered. When the sun rose, God prepared a sultry east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint and asked that he might die. He said, it is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the bush? And he said, yes, angry enough to die. And then the Lord said, you are concerned about the bush for which you did not labor and which you did not grow. It came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not be concerned about Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left? and also many animals. This is the word of the Lord. The second lesson is from Philippians, chapter one, verses 21 to 30. For to me, living is Christ and dying is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which I prefer. I am hard pressed between the two, my desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary for you. Since I am convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy and faith, so that I may share abundantly in your boasting in Christ, Jesus, when I come to you again. Only live your life in a manner worthy of gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent and hear about you, I will know that you are standing firm in one spirit, striving side by side with one mind for the faith of the gospel, and are in no way intimidated by your opponents. For them, this is evidence of their destruction, but of your salvation, and this is God's doing. For he has graciously granted you the privilege not only of believing in Christ, but of suffering for him as well. Since you are having the same struggle that you saw I had, and now here I still have. This is the word of the Lord.
0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter. Glory. Glory to you, O Lord. and give them their pay, beginning with the last, and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and I am delighted to invite up forward to the pulpit our friends Pam and Winnie, who will be sharing uh, a message with us here today. Welcome, Pam and Winnie. Good
2: morning. Good morning. I'd love to start with prayer. So if I could have everybody just fold your hands and bow your head. Dear Heavenly Father, we give thanks for your word and direction in the Bible. We thank you for your reassurances that we can trust you and you lead us to still waters. No matter where our mission field is, you are with us. When we give you our whole heart and say yes, we must trust that you will take us to where you need us most. Thank you, Lord, for Pastor John, who is your shepherd to so many inside and outside of this beautiful building. Thank you for this congregation that are here in person and those that are online. Lastly, I want to thank my sister, Lisa, who took the initiative to share Winnie and I with this church. Lord, open the hearts of all who are here today and bless our words to everyone that we meet. All this I pray, amen. So I'm very grateful to be here today. Many already know me, but for those that do not, I grew up in this church. I was baptized and confirmed right in this very building. What a blessing to be here. As a matter of fact, a couple of my confirmation teachers are present here today, so I can give thanks to them for helping guide me to God. I've been doing international missions in Tanzania, Africa for over 15 years. Not all of those 15 years have been spent with Winnie, who I will present shortly, um, who will share her story. God sent me through the most rigorous education, and there was so much that I needed to learn before Winnie and I were placed in his farm to labor together. Winnie and I love the book of Deuteronomy and we'll often send each other encouraging messages while she lives in her village and me and mine. For those that may be unfamiliar, the book truly depicts the uniqueness of God, the need for centralized worship and a concern for the poor and disadvantaged. It is where my heart has grown strong and when Winnie and I met in person, we simply knew that only God could have placed us together as we are truly 10,000 miles apart from one another. One of the first readings that we shared together when I was in her village a year ago was from Deuteronomy 3210. And in my heart, I really could see this. It says, in a desert land, he found them in a barren and howling waste. He encircled them, he cared for them, and he kept him and them as the apple of his eye. And as I lived in the mud huts with Winnie, I saw how much God loved them. Winnie arrived in the USA on September 14th for the first time in her life. She left her Maasai tribe, culture, tradition, and the mud huts to join us here in the USA, and oh boy, what an awakening it was. Her favorite thing, by the way, is donuts. (laughs) Coming to America was her prayer since she was five years old. Our God is a living God, she's here. We began our work through Mission Barista Global with the widows and orphans and most recently the trafficked young girls in her community. I spent a couple weeks uh, last year living with Winnie and meeting the least, the last and the lost. I was immersed into a world that most of us will never know. As God continues to call me to his farm to labor for those that are in need, I thought it would be best to hear the story straight from my boots on the ground, Sister in Christ, Winnie. Her personal story is one of strength, courage, obeying God, and trusting in his plan. I'd like to welcome Winnie, and if you could just give her a round of applause, I'd really appreciate it.
3: Praise the Lord. Uh, I'm happy, more than happy, being today in the church. This is my home church. And I'm working under the Lutheran Church of Tanzania in Arusha region. This church, I have got a very, very big history on Lutheran Church. It has been like mother to me and father to me. And I'm standing today in front of you with I'm, I'm very happy. So, so happy. Because I can say that Lutheran Church have lifted me from the ground up to where i am standing it's because of the lutheran church Uh, maybe i start with my history because i have many many things to share with you i was born in maasai community i was the first born of my family we were seven Two boys and five girls. I was the first born, but not the first born for my father. My father has four wife, so my mother was the 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 last wife. So I am like a, a little in my family. And my dream was to to be a nun. A nun. Uh, I went to to Catholic school from. Uh, from primary school to secondary school. I finished my secondary school and I I continue to a college of a nun. I, I finished almost two years and in the third year, my father was supposed to sign my contract with the church that he's ready for me to be a nun. But that's what my dreams was. And that's what I wanted, as anyone else can want in her life. But what I was thinking is not what my dad was thinking. My dad was, was having another plan, and he was thinking others way. So when I, I told my mother, because I, in our community, I can't talk with my dad. If you want anything from your father, you tell your mother, then your mother will go and tell your father. That's how we, we live. When I told my mother about what I am, and she, of course she knew because when I was going all through the college and whatever, I was I was telling her that uh, one day I would like also to be a nun to help people because the, the nun that I was in, it was a uh, mission Mission uh, charity. It's the mission of Mother Teresa. So I was. I wanted to be there to take care of people. When I was at vocational, I was with the sisters there, helping them to helping the disabilities, helping many poor people. So that was my, my call. But what I was thinking it didn't happen when my mother told my father my father said no I want the grandchildren I don't want any child any of my child to be a a nun or a father so my dreams ended there I have no way to do or nothing to say because your father is the last say in the family you won't say anything to your father so I I I I was th- like I was, I, I don't know. I was like I I was getting mad, not not even being mad. I, I was like I don't know. When I was thinking about my life now, what I'm going to do after what I was dreaming is over. My father has already prepared a man, a man to marry me, and I didn't know. And after after everything, she have prepared everything. When I was here thinking about my life and whatever, my mother sent, sent me to the market. My mother knew everything, but she didn't tell me because she knew that what she would tell me, I was not ready to do that. So she prepared me and sent me to the market to buy maize. When I was on the road, I was like I was taken away by force and I was taken to my husband. So that's how I was married. And in our community, if, if, you, if you are married, you can't go back to your, to your father's place. Even if I, I lived a life of abuse, I can say physical abuse, being beaten, everything, everything I passed. But I, I was not supposed to go back to my father's place. There was no place for me in my father's, if your father has accepted all the things from your husband you have no no other you don't have any place to go to your father so i was like i was like i was married and i was inside the fire but no one would take me out of that fire i was to fight on myself Uh, in 2003 I, uh, in my marriage, I have four children, four boys, and in 2003, my husband passed away. He was, he was sick for three days, and he was admitted to the hospital, our regional hospital. It's about 40, 48 kilometers to the village I live. So every day, I was going there to take food to the patient, as that's how we do in our country. The day that my husband passed away, I didn't know. I just went as usual, taking the food there. But when I was in the gate of the hospital, waiting for the time to go to, 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 to see my husband, I saw a car passing, and I saw my brother's husband, but I didn't know anything. When I was just sitting outside the gate, there is one man came at me, and asked me, where are you going? I told him that I'm going to the hospital to see my husband. And he asked me, your husband? I told him, yes, he's inside here. He told me, have you not heard anything? I told him, no, I don't know anything. I'm here, I'm waiting for my time to get. He said, your husband has died, and they have took their body. He told me, didn't you see your husband, brother coming out of the hospital with the car? I, I told him, yeah, I saw him, but I didn't think anything because he did not tell me anything. So he told me that your husband has already died. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I was in the middle of a town, a big town, a legion. And I didn't know where to go or what to do next. I was like, uh, I was corrupt, corrupt. I was like, I would look corrupt. Uh, that man saw me what I was. He, he, he take me and he find a, a car for me. Then he, drive, he, he took me back home. When I was at home, they, we prepare. They prepare the barrio and everything, and they finish everything. After they finished our custom, our traditional, when your husband died, you are supposed to be married by his brother's husband. So we had a meeting. and a meeting, I was supposed, because they were four, now they were three, I was supposed to to, to, to choose one of them. And in the meeting they we talk a lot and whatever. It was my time because the elders were there. Mm-hmm. So it was my time now to say who will take care of my family. And I, I stand up and I told them I'm not ready to, 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 for anyone to take care of my family. And they said, how, the elder said, you know our tradition. Why are you saying that? I told them. Those people that you are saying now, me, I I choose one of them, they left me there at a legion hospital in the town. I'm new in the town. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. They just left me there. If I may die, I die there. There are many cars. I could have been uh, hidden by the car, but they didn't mind. What they minded is their brother's body. I'm not ready to be... Among of them, I don't want anyone to marry me. I'll just stay with my four children. I'll take care of them. God will know what he'll do with my family. They said that if if that's what you want, then you are supposed to leave. You are, you are supposed to go away from us. You can't stay here if you we don't have someone to take care of you. I told them better, it's better I, I go wherever I go, even if it's sleeping under the tree, if I it, will it, it, be sleeping on the bush or on the street, I better do that instead of sitting with you people here. So I was thrown out with my children, with nothing. But that's why I'm saying I thank this church. This church took me I had nothing. I had children. They didn't have anything. But the church took me, raised me, keep me, hold me. I, 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 I was hearing that I have someone with me. My parents did not come under me. After they buried my husband, they went away. And that's that's our traditional. They can't took me because they have already taken their what what they wanted for me. They have already sold me with everything, with my bonds, everything. They sold me, and now, and and now, they can't come across to me. The church took me. They they hold me. They hold my children. They find a place for me to stay. They build a house for me. And now I'm standing here, it's because of the church. They were like God to me. Everything I passed, the church was with me. They did not leave me. They did not leave me to die in the, in the desert, but they hold me. That's the church that I'm serving today. That's why I'm standing here, because I have passed a lot. A lot of st- stigma, a lot of abuse, like a woman. Many girls there are suffering. Many widows there are suffering, but they have no one to, to stand for them. And I told the church, me and my church, we will stand for them. We will always be with them. We will make sure that any woman, any widow, has it? She will have his light for her husband. In our community, as a woman, you don't have anything. As a woman, you—if—if you—if your husband died, you will you, go. You will have to, to leave the place without anything. They said that when you come in their 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 family, you were with nothing. So you'll have to live like when what you where to come inside them without nothing. So you'll have to go with nothing. And that's what they, they believe. And that's why I keep saying that I will always stand for the woman in my community. Because I know how they are passing. Little girls, they want to go to school, but those, those men there, they won't let them to go to school. What they want is just cow for them to hold. Because even that cow, a woman doesn't own. It's for the man. So what they look, they are looking for their self. They are not looking at the future of a woman or a future of a, 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 a girl. And I thank the mission barista. They have been like a hand to me and a foot helping those widows there they are crying there they have nothing but they they thank's god that brings the mission barista to our to our community because now they have something they they have somewhere to go and to to talk they have somewhere somewhere they can go and tell their their whatever they are passing us because me when i was passing all those things i didn't have anywhere to go than to to the church Because I have been working in the church Being a member of the church Doing everything to the church That's where I was And I thank God Because if not the church I don't know where I would be I would be even now I'm, I'm, I, did, I don't know where I would be My family Maybe I would be died long ago That's what I think Because They are all I have my children going to school is because of the church. They took my children to school. They, they, they make sure that at even the time of the burial preparation and all, they were there. They were taking praise. This day they will come to the, this group. The other day they will come to that group. They will be with me. And they told me, you have not to cry because we are here for you. And I saw them. You know, when you have someone, when you are in the deep of sorrow, as, as God said that, even if you pass at the middle of the deck, I will be with you. And that's why I love the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Because of Jesus, now I'm standing in front of you. Because of Jesus, now I can stand and, pre- and prevent the women and the girls that have ha- been abused. Because of Jesus, now I have got everything I got. I can say that Jesus is everything to me and to, to our life. He, he died for us, and because of him dying, we are all, all, all we are <coughs> lifted up again so God God is so good God is good he is good to us and I thanks God that you people you have everything you have to, to, to thank God that your country you have everything in our, in our country we don't have the things that you have, and maybe I think that not that we are sinners, no. But God knows why He have given you those things that you have. Maybe if they could, He could give us. We won't manage to, to keep them. But He give, you know, God cannot give you something that you can't hold. My problem, I can hold. God can give me my prob- my problem. He, he knows I can hold, but the. Pamela's problem he can't give to me because he know I can't. That's the God we are serving. Now he, he gives you everything because he knows that you 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 can handle everything. And in his word he's saying I think in James that in my farm the workers are few, but he still needs workers in his farm to do his work and this work we are doing me and pam god still need people to do his work because me and pam we can't alone but with you people we can do the the good work this work we are good doing is the work for 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 god because he said he say in the, his name his word he says that i was i was thirsty you didn't give me water i was i didn't have food you didn't give, give me food. I was I was naked. You didn't give me clothes. That's the God he's saying. Who were naked is these people that we are serving. Who were thirsty is the people that we are serving today. Who didn't have food is the widows and, and the orphans that we are serving today. So, my people, all we need in our mission, we need your players we need your help we need everything and the prayer is the best because we all we are warriors of the Christ and we know that this work through Christ that we we are brothers and sisters in Christ and through Christ we can do a we can do a lot of three things because he is living and he's always here for us amen thank you pastor